0: diabetes revolution podcast with dr sarah townley the type 2 diabetes coach clinical pharmacist and mom of six angels you don't have to struggle and fight with your blood sugars for the rest of your life i'm here to teach you the skills you need to control and even reverse this disease there is such a thing as getting off your meds and creating a future free from diabetes and you can have it too let's get down to business Hello, my dear friends. I am back today with you, and I'm thinking about what would help you right now. Um, just what kind of basic skills and tools do you might need to be able to affect the kind of improvement that you're looking to see in your health? And for a lot of us, we, just, we need some help with two different areas. One is understanding the correct physical tools That we need in order to create the kind of changes we're looking for, right? So a lot of the podcasts I've put out have been about how your body works, how that disease process is happening in your body. We've talked about food and how food impacts that in a way that you want and in a way that you don't want. And so I've equipped you with a lot of those physical skills that you need in order for you to be able to control your blood sugars without increasing your medications and even coming off of some of your medications today I want to talk about one of the skills that comes in the other category so what I'm talking about is the application process the difficult part for most of us of changing and creating a healthy body is the decisions we're making every day that either move us toward our goal or or sabotage us from being able to reach our goals. Anyone who's ever tried to change their behavior has noticed that the hard part is not knowing what to do, but actually doing it, right? If all we needed was information, then we would all be able to stop yelling when we get mad, stop eating things that aren't nutritious for our body, and stop spending more money than we have, right? <laughs> and so what is it that makes it so hard about change? Now, I teach a a method that most people who work with me will learn about in month two, which is how your brain makes decisions with food. And a big part of that is understanding the voices and the messages that are coming from the survival part of your brain, the habit brain, which is your lower brain and has been in charge of survival for you and for all of our species for who knows how long. But its objectives are really to drive you to do three things. Seek pleasure, avoid pain and discomfort, and to conserve energy. And so this part of your brain, which most of us have allowed to make the decisions about food for a long time, is really all about instant gratification. And one of the things that we come up against when we try to change our food habits is the part of the brain that wants us to do these three things. It wants us to feel good, avoid any kind of discomfort, like maybe emotions that we don't wanna feel, And we can solve for with food temporarily or the discomfort of trying to resist a craving. It wants us to avoid that and it wants us to do what's easy. Okay. Now, by and large, one of the skills that I know most of my clients are going to need is how to handle a craving. And so today I want to give you the skill of what to do so that you can practice and get better at this when a craving strikes. Okay, so what does this look like? It's usually cravings for unnaturally concentrated food, right? This is food that has been engineered to be maximally pleasurable, right? We're not craving things like broccolini. (laughs) Most of the time, it's going to be something like pizza or french fries or ice cream or chocolate, right? Uh, Coke, my kids love Coke, they, they just beg for it and they love something else called Takis. I don't know if you guys know what the, those are, but they're like a hot, spicy snack. Anyway, they, they go crazy for that. It's typically not salmon that we're craving, right? It's something that our bodies are craving because of the sugar or the salt or just that really intense pleasure. So why is that? The reason is because these foods cause us to have a unnatural pleasure response, okay? See, our brains are designed to keep us alive, and so when we are experiencing a craving, what's happening is we are wanting, we're getting a dopamine release in anticipation of experiencing the pleasure, okay? A lot of people think that dopamine is released when we experience the pleasure, and it is, but what's fascinating is that we actually get a very strong pleasure dopamine response in anticipation of receiving the pleasure. Our brain is not designed to handle the kind of pleasure that comes from these unnaturally concentrated foods, okay? In fact, it looks in the brain a lot like the anticipation of something like drugs, because It's unnatural. It's not, our brains are not designed for this kind of dopamine flood or intense pleasure. Now, what our brain is designed to do is to identify the things that do feel good and do have a lot of energy, like food energy, because it's designed to keep us alive. And so when we experience this kind of pleasure, our brain goes, Whoa, what was that? That was amazing. We need to remember where we got that and to get as much of that as we possibly can in the future. So we get this unnatural pleasure. We get this unnatural desire for these kinds of foods. Now, the desire that we're experiencing in a craving is unnaturally intense right it's almost overpowering or can feel overpowering like you're totally out of control when one of these hits and it can feel very urgent and it can feel like it's just going to take over you like you can't you can't help it right so what would this look like let's just imagine that you promised yourself you're not going to eat chocolate after dinner like you have been like for the last 5 years <laughs> Okay, like you're done with it, it's over, we're gonna stop doing that. And you agree with yourself that there's not gonna be any more chocolate after dinner. But after dinner, your brain reminds you very intensely or very insistently that, hey, it's time to go get that chocolate out of the pantry, right? And even though you know that you're not going to do that or you have an agreement that you're not gonna do that anymore, your brain starts to think thoughts like this. Oh, it sounds so yummy. It's my favorite. Now everyone is going to have it and I want some and I just want some, right? If we try to resist these kinds of thoughts, but the desire becomes so overpowering, it doesn't even feel like we have control and that we can't help it. So what do we do? Most of us try to use willpower, okay? We try to white knuckle and resist this situation, but resisting an urge or a craving is a lot like trying to hold your breath underwater. It's very uncomfortable and it doesn't work for very long, okay? Willpower is an exhaustible resource. We can only draw out so much because it requires so much energy from us. And so eventually to get relief from resisting the urge, we break down and we just eat it. Who can relate to this? (laughs) I know I can. I've done it so many times I could never count. But you know what? I've learned from that experience what to do instead. So there's two places that we go wrong here. The first is that we feel like it's an emergency. It feels very urgent and insistent. Sometimes it feels so loud in our brain when we want, when we're having that craving and we're wanting the food. That we can't think about anything else, okay, and that it feels very uncomfortable to not go ahead and just eat it. The second thing, or the second place that we go wrong, is that we feel like this is something that's happening to us, and that we don't have control. We feel like food has power over us, and that it it are we can feel so out of control that we don't feel like we have any other choice but to go ahead and eat it. So here's what I'm going to do, is I'm going to teach you about why those two things are not true, and then I'm going to help you apply them in the moment, okay? So the truth is, is that no craving is an emergency. The feeling of desire is just an emotion, Nothing bad is going to happen to you because you're feeling desire or feeling a craving, okay? And so when your brain wants to freak out and make it an emergency, I want you to remind it that there is no emergency going on and that you don't need to respond immediately. The second thing that I want to teach you is that we create our desire, our emotion of desire with our thinking, So if you are the one that is creating it, wouldn't you like to know how you're doing that so you can stop? (laughs) Okay, so let's look at an example of how we create our own desire. Think of something that you want in the past you had wanted to buy. Maybe it was a house or a car or something like a purse or a piece of jewelry. It doesn't matter what it is, but just think of something that you really, really wanted. And I want you to imagine when you first realized you wanted this. And I'm going to just use the example of a house. Like I remember shopping for a house and I found this house and it was just wonderful. And I started to think thoughts like this. Ooh, that price is really good. Or I love where this house is located. I love the siding of this house. Or look at how you know, genius, the floor plan is in this house. like this. And then you start to think thoughts like, ooh, this is where my room would be and it would just be perfect and check out that view. And you imagine your family enjoying a meal in in this amazing kitchen that this house has, or you imagine your friends coming over and sitting out on the patio in the stars, right? You start to think all these thoughts and feel all these feelings of wanting the thing. Now, I want you to imagine the moment in time where you decided that this thing that you wanted to buy was not gonna work, okay? It wasn't gonna work because you couldn't afford it at the time. It wasn't a good time to buy it, okay? Or maybe like in the case of the house, somebody else bought it or you found a different house that you liked even better. It doesn't matter. But there was a moment in time where you made the decision that it wasn't gonna work and you weren't gonna buy that thing. And you made a decision, Okay, And so I want you to remember that. You made a decision, and then what happened? Well, what happened is your brain stopped thinking about it. Your brain moved on and put its attention on the next thing you needed to make a decision about. It didn't keep thinking about and creating desire for the thing that you already decided was not even happening. Okay? All right, so that is what I mean when I say we create our own desire with our thoughts and we can stop that from happening when we make a decision that it's not happening. So how do you put this information into action? When you feel a craving coming on, I want you to stop, okay? I want you to notice that you might be resisting that sensation or that feeling of desire, right? Because the the instant reaction is to seize up, (gasps) You know, and then try almost like hold your breath. You try to force your way against that craving and tell yourself no and tell you, yourself things like, I can't have that. It's not allowed. Okay. I want you to not do that. I want you just to stop. And I want you to remind yourself it's not an emergency. And I want you to give yourself a three minute pause. Three minutes is not going to kill you to not react. In that three minutes, Even if you have to watch the clock, do it. In that three minutes, I want you to do some very specific things. First, I want you to relax and breathe into it. Okay? I want you to notice if you're using willpower and shift out of that. Shift into breath, breathe it in, and relax. There's nothing to get tense about. There's nothing to seize up over. Okay? So just breathe. And I want you to notice, are you thinking thoughts that are creating desire? Watch your mind create the desire with its thinking. Okay, just notice. If you can make the desire bigger with your thoughts, you can make it smaller, right? And then I want you to do one more thing. I want you to give yourself permission to go ahead and have it. What? you might be thinking, what are you talking about? I'm not going to have the ice cream or whatever it is, the Krispy Kreme donuts, okay? Well, what I found is that when you really truly entertain the option of just going ahead and having it in the space where you're just holding space for yourself, is that you remove and you quash any kind of deprivation or restrictive thoughts. Like, I can't have that. It's not allowed. I'm not supposed to. Boom. All of those go away when you say, hey, I'm an adult. I can do whatever I want. If I want to eat that donut, then I can. But do I really want that? Because now you're going to be reminding yourself of why you even have a plan to not eat a donut right? You're going to remind yourself that what does that donut bring into your life? Maybe it brings in five hours of -of out-of-control blood sugars. (laughs) Oh, for a moment of pleasure. Do I really want that? And if you don't, what do you want instead? Now you get the opportunity to bring into your focus your long-term goal. You know that goal that your instant gratification brain doesn't think about? That goal about what you really want, that gets some airtime in this three-minute pause. And then you get to choose intentionally and powerfully what you want. You get to say, hey, I'm going to have it at the end of that three minutes. Or you can say, you know what? No, I'm not going to have that, and here's why. Now, what I love about this is that you get to make a decision, You take responsibility for what happens. You are not out of control. Nothing has power over you. You are the authority in what you're putting in your mouth. And when you make that decision, I'm going to ask you to make it very powerfully. I have found that the best way to make the decision is to put it into action immediately. It's a decision tied to an action, That sets the course of where you're now going. It's the trajectory you've sent yourself on. So I've done things as simple as smell the delicious breakfast my husband is cooking, paused, thought about what I really want to do. Do I want to break my fast right now? Right? Or would I rather continue? And why would I rather continue? Make the decision to not break the fast and not eat those amazing, you know, banana pancakes, banana chocolate chip pancakes, or whatever he's making. Clap my hands in the air and say, I am not going to eat that. You know, you've made a powerful decision when your brain moves on because now what's the next decision that I want to make? It's so, oh, it's something to do with coffee. Let's go over here and check out this coffee, right? I have had my clients tell me that they have walked. Their candy, their chocolate candies out to the garbage can at the end of the driveway at three o'clock in the morning because they made a powerful decision to stop eating the chocolate. Okay. So think about the last time that you had a craving, how it felt to you. And I want you to retell the story of how you would do it differently according to this protocol that I've just shared with you. With practice, you will begin to see the thoughts that get you to consider going off your plan. With practice, you will find out the ways that your brain creates the desire that you're experiencing. And with practice, you will begin to see that you can experience a craving and an urge without immediately reacting to it, and that you actually do have a decision to make. And you do have control over that situation. Okay, I hope that you get to try this out today. (laughs) If you are interested in working with me, please reach out to me. You can find me on my website, sarahtownley.com. I will link to it in the show notes. And you can apply to work with me and reverse your diabetes in four months or less. I will see you guys on the next episode high five for tuning in with me today. You are getting smarter and stronger when you show up for yourself this way. You can get more free tools to help you control type 2 diabetes on my website, sarahtownley.com. And if you're serious about ending your struggle with diabetes, join my membership, The Diabetes Revolution, where you work with me in a community of people just like you. See you on the next episode.